Good morning and welcome to another episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. I have some great machine learning and artificial intelligence news stories for you today. Among them, Facebook using AI to protect women online, machine learning enhancing cytometry analysis, machine learning AI improving cell tower sites, as well as how Crunchbase, the popular LinkedIn for businesses, is trying to optimize their user experience. All that and more coming up on this episode of AI Buzz. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. First up, obviously Facebook has been in the news a lot recently. They are taking heat from just about every direction, whether it be the Cambridge Analytical Analytica scandal or their new cryptocurrency Libra. The company cannot seem to keep themselves out of the public's eye, the public's interrogation room. The company claims they're trying to remedy a lot of these issues that they're facing. And it seems like Mark Zuckerberg is sitting in front of, uh, you know, essentially a panel just about every week explaining himself. To be fair, uh, these are pretty massive problems on a scale that we can hardly fathom. You know, Facebook pushing almost 2 billion users, which is a substantial portion of the world's population. Nonetheless, I think they should be doing a little bit better of a job. But they, they are trying, at least a little bit. And this story is about one of those efforts that they're making to make their platform safer. So one thing that Facebook's working on to make it safer overall is trying to make itself, um, trying to protect women from exposure uh, in terms of either nudity or inappropriate exposure on their platform. So wide variety of organizations are they're, be, they're working with to uh, assist in these efforts. Machine, uh, machine learning is being used to essentially detect when an image or a video has been shared without permission. And the uh, image and video, if it contains any sort of nudity or near nudity, it will be detected by the system and no one will need to file a report for Facebook to begin acting on it, taking it down, flagging it, that type of stuff. So this is a, this is a good uh, start for Facebook really cracking down on that type of stuff. Um, machine learning and sort of a virtual police can uh, respond much, much faster than if you're waiting for a human to review and remove the video. Um, you hear sometimes about these types of blackmail uh, things that people do online, and especially, um, you know, well, here in the U.S. as well as other countries like in the Middle East, can really, sharing certain types of photos such as women walking with men outside of their family, even that is over there, uh, that's one of the worst things that you can be doing, so... Detecting these types of images and then also kind of uh, tailoring it to different cultures as well, um, you know, is going to really assist in people staying, you know, women staying safe on the platform. 
so this stuff is not shared without their permission. And if it is, it'll be detected and removed swiftly. Next up. In the medical world, cytometry, C-Y-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y, cytometry, it's the study of cells within your body to determine things like total blood cell count or certain types of cancers or diseases or in one example is presence of AIDS. Typically, how this is done is the flow cytometer. And what happens with this is cells get stained and then flow through this apparatus and then they get optically characterized to determine those types of properties like count or uh, you know, structural characteristics. One pioneer in this space is called Cytobank and it was recently acquired by one of the the really big life science giants, it's turning to machine learning to try to speed up the cytometry process. So they, they've done some clinical trials and were able to use this program they call FlowSOM to analyze and assist in analyzing these cytometry data sets. So this essentially will eliminate the need for a human to be uh, interpreting uh, these measurements. The company has a cloud-based platform already, and they're combining it with this FlowSOM program, and it's going to really make visualizing and picking apart these results easier and faster. The CEO of the company states that a key biomarker in a very complicated cytometry data set took just three weeks for them to analyze process, while the competition takes more than a year by turning to the cloud, Cytobank's able to scale as much as they need. And another factor that really sets them apart is the collaborative nature that they're encouraging for their, their team. So with this cloud-based analysis, scientists are able to provide feedback in one central location. One article I was reading says that uh, scientists typically will travel to many different locations and they don't want the analysis and things to be localized to one location. They want it to be shared amongst everyone, dispersed widely, and they're really harping on the collaboration, which is which is fantastic. And so really looking forward to seeing how Cytobank's going to continue to grow. Uh, I think it'll grow very quickly now that it was acquired by one of these, these uh, life science giants with deep pockets and how they're going to lean on data analytics to really speed up and try to remove subjectivity from this type of data. That was another thing that the article mentioned. Uh, depending on who's analyzing the cytometry data, um, you know, a certain aspect of it is a little bit subjective. Um, you know, how well can these scientists detect certain properties? Um, and, you know, every scientist will have a slightly different definition of, of each of these things that they're, they're looking for. And that, that is a, a huge benefit of machine learning. It's got these rules that can apply widely to many different fields, and the rules don't change. So, for example, in the medical field, when a radiologist is trying to 
look at a MRI or some type of scan, like an X-ray, and determine uh, maybe cancer or something like that. Or be a better example would be looking at a mammogram, for example, looking for breast cancer. Each radiologist is going to have a slightly different uh, critical eye, I would say. So some radiologists might be a little harsher in terms of what they'd consider a cancer. Others would be a little more lenient in what they consider a cancer. So machine learning does not does not vary. Uh, you know the model the model will make the same severity of diagnosis scan to scan, and that's that's a that's huge. That is huge. The machine learning algorithm does not get tired. Is not influenced by um, having a bad day at home and then coming to work. It is not distracted. That so that that is one of the huge advantages of machine learning and applying this to the many problems that our world faces. Anyways, back to cytometry analysis. Cytobanks leaning on data analytics, and I think that's fantastic. They're going to really standardize how the cytometry data gets interpreted. Next up, getting enough coverage from a cell phone tower is an ongoing battle. Even though cell phones have really been around for decades now, uh, cell companies still seem to struggle quite a bit to get sufficient coverage everywhere. And the next big thing is 5G, which is going to be using higher energy waves to transit, transmit data. And the selling point here is that it'll be faster than 4G. Not as fast as 6G. That's going to be coming up next, I suppose, unless they do something like uh, Apple does, where they will skip some numbers. Anyways, cell signal within buildings is a tricky problem that cell phone carriers try to tackle in, in very dense cities. And so they're proactively kind of working on this with 5G, uh, trying to iron out everything before it really gets you know, widely rolled out. And in order to really get adequate cell signal within these types of environments, a lot of modeling has to take place because in these these big cities, you have these skyscrapers, you have surrounding buildings that certainly will block a lot of signal. Um, all kinds of factors kind of go into this and in terms of who's going to, you know, someone on the lower floor of a building where you're surrounded by skyscrapers, are they going to have cell service? So a lot of the big carriers are working on this problem. Um, so they're turning to machine learning uh, to help. And so what they do is one of these papers that I read is they have a bunch of data about certain city where they're, they're examining, and they have the building structures, surrounding buildings, and terrain. They can then feed this into the model, and I try to identify sites where they could put antennas, those cell towers. And when they uh, turn to machine learning, the algorithm was able to output, uh, I believe there's like 60 additional locations for cell towers that they could, you know, they could create compared to ones that were uh, identified by electrical engineers and system architects. So 
kind of finding additional opportunities and giving them more flexibility on where they can put these cell towers. Uh, one of the papers I read, uh, one of the lead Nokia architects is saying that machine learning is going to continue to be used to evolve the development of 5G infrastructure. Very cool stuff. Next up, more and more companies are trying to offer, offer personalized experiences on their website. This results in more satisfied users who feel that they're getting content tailored just to them, sometimes because they really are. Users love to also get what they want, what they want faster. However, in the world of information overload that we're currently living in, we really don't have the bandwidth to consume another timeline. Our Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat feeds are already overloading our social circuits. So that's something we're seeing a lot of companies sort of focus on is not flooding people with more data, flooding them with more of the data they want to see. Going for quality over quantity, which I think is a really good strategy. The LinkedIn of business is Crunchbase. <clears throat> so Crunchbase compiles and aggregates uh, funding and company information about mostly startups, but they're, they're really expanding to just about everyone. Um, they have recently closed a $30 million funding round to do exactly that. Offer a more personalized experience on their website. Users will need to pay $30 a month to receive this, this new feature that they're going to be rolling out. And the company really has an extremely valuable database of information. Uh, you know, financial analysts have got to be paying that $30 a month uh, to really, you know, get the best insights into some of these companies. They're experts in aggregating data from all, from thousands of, of companies, and some some of which they even have you know exclusive deals with to provide data. Uh, but with this new funding, Crunchbase is going to be increasing their staff and work on new data collection channels. The main thing, though, that they're going to be working on, like I said, is this more personalized. Uh, Feature. They're going to really be trying to see how a business or a user interacts with, with their uh, interface and then provide them the data that they really, really want to see. And this is going to you know, result in just a much better user experience. And that's, I think that's a great thing to focus on for Crunchbase. Don't try to be another uh, LinkedIn where it just gets flooded with uh, you know, everyone's posts and, you know, it turns into this kind of mess of, uh, you know, mess of data. And it's another timeline that you have to sift through in addition to everyone else's uh, social media feeds and all these notifications that we get. Focus in on the key information that people want to see, create it in a really nice and attractive way, and then let people move on. A great strategy from Crunchbase. Looking forward to seeing how they're going to spend this new $30 million in funding that they've received. And I will keep you posted. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of AI Buzz. What I talked about today, I talked about how Facebook is using machine learning to keep women safer overall online. Talked about how cytometry analysis can be sped up and improved by machine learning. Talked about how some of the major cell carriers are turning to modeling to uh, find new sites for their cell towers. And lastly, I talked about Crunchbase trying to offer offer a more personalized experience through a modeling approach. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. I will be back very, very soon with more of these types of stories. Have a good day. Bye.